0: Hi, this is Ken Clark. I'm the minister of the Old First Church, which is located in Bennington, Vermont. This service is part of a series which allows us to worship remotely during this year, which is unlike many other years in our lives. These services will be posted weekly on our website and also as a podcast entitled a Walk to Cleo Hall, on Spotify, Anchor, and other broadcast apps. This service is intended for November 1, 2020. The organist is Jean Marie Callahan, and the preacher is Ken Clark. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you with us at worship today at the Old First Church in Bennington, Vermont. Our service begins with the opening words, which are found in the order of service and are said responsively. Give thanks to the Lord, for God is good. God's love endures forever. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Our hymn, which marks part of this day in our life as church people, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, this All Saints Day, is the hymn for all the saints, prayer is found in the order of service. Join me, if you will, in saying it together. Look to this day, for it is life, the very life of life. In its brief course lie all the verities and realities of your existence. The bliss of growth, the glory of action, the splendor of achievement are but experiences of time. For yesterday is but a dream and tomorrow is only a vision. And today, well-lived, makes every yesterday a dream of happiness, and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Look well, therefore, to this day. Amen. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. If we confess our faults, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. first lesson is taken from the Old Testament book of the prophet Micah in the third chapter verses 5 through 12. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, who cry peace when they have something to eat, but declare war against those who put nothing into their mouths. Therefore it shall be night to you without vision and darkness to you without revelation. The sun shall go down upon the prophets, and the day shall be black over them. The seers shall be disgraced, and the diviners put to shame. They shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might, to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. Hear this, you rulers of the house of Jacob and chiefs of the house of Israel, who abhor justice and pervert all equity, who build Zion with blood and Jerusalem with wrong. Its rulers give judgment for a bribe, its priests teach for a price. Its prophets give oracles for money. Yet they shall lean upon the Lord and say, Surely the Lord is with us. No harm shall come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion shall be plowed as a field. Jerusalem shall become a heap of ruins, and the mountain of the house a wooded height. Here ends the first lesson. Our psalm hymn harkens back to our begin, beginnings as a pilgrim people and recalls that this week on November 6th, 400 years ago, the pilgrims first set foot upon soil in the new world at Provincetown, Massachusetts. The hymn, all people that on earth do dwell. Second lesson is taken from the Gospel of Matthew in the 23rd chapter, verses 1 through 12. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets, and the best seats in the synagogues, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted here ends the second lesson. By the calendar today, we stand at the end of the month of October, and you're hearing this on the first days of November. This is the beginning of a new month, and the seasons have changed and are changing before us. Usually on the first Sunday of the month, we have a communion service. And again, this Sunday, as we gather virtually, we don't have a uh, communion service before us, take some time today, whenever you break bread, if you're in the company with someone else, to say a prayer, be thankful, recall the fellowship that we all share and know that whomever you are with, there are others like you breaking bread and giving thanks. There are others like you who look to the teachings of Christ and try to follow this day in the readings from the Gospel of Matthew suggests that its Reformation Sunday, the last days in October, Reformation Sunday falls at this time. We talked about it last week. The idea of Martin Luther and justification by faith, the role that faith plays for us that supersedes all kinds of human constructs. The reading from Matthew today reinforcing that idea that though we may have teachers and instructors here on earth, we're not to mistake the medium for the message. The idea of the phylacteries, the making of the broad fringes, the showing of outward faith, the ostentation, is something that Jesus is attacking in this instance, calling to mind the fact that really what counts is what we do in life. Not what we say, but how we behave and how we live. And that most people with simple instruction, with simple words can turn to love one's neighbor as oneself, can turn to understand the source of their life, can be grateful can be caring. These are not hard lessons. We do not need to overcomplicate. Sometimes these lessons are embarrassingly simple. We move as well in this week to the point of All Saints Day, and I'll deal with that in a minute. I just want to first take a short detour and tell you as well this week, with an election coming up in our nation, those of you who Listen to the first lesson from the Old Testament prophet Micah. I'm not intending anything. I'm just reading the gospel and the Old Testament reading that was assigned for today. There is no greater message. But that's the way the Bible is sometimes. You come across these things and you think, wow, how appropriate. And it can go any way and always. I'm not putting any constraints on what you hear when you hear the prophet Micah. But I will say that Micah had no use for his fellow prophets because he felt his fellow prophets had sold out, had cozied up, were not unlike the Pharisees that Jesus criticized, taken in by who they were and what they were doing, forgetting that really they were supposed to be giving a deep and spiritual vision. The Election Day sermon is something that was often preached in New England years ago, and here's a word to me from the prophet Micah. Pay attention to the gospel of Christ and forget all kinds of earthly motivations. So I'm going to stick to that. I'll refer you to Nathaniel Hawthorne's Scarlet Letter if you want to hear his description of election day and election day sermons, how in the past preachers often felt they had a lot to say to the civic society. And perhaps we still do, but what we have to say is not from our words, but from how we act and live our faith. So let's leave it all at that and return to all saints and all souls. Not because it's safer ground, but because it's where I think we ought to be. And I want to first make a distinction that the Apostle Paul makes when we hear about all saints and all souls. We think again back to the Gospel of Matthew with those people who are special the people who are in stained glass windows, the people who they write books about. The saints are those special people, always the best. Always a saint's life, it seems, does include sometimes people who lived kind of rocky lives and then pulled things together in the end. Some saints were good from the beginning, but, gee, they were never like us, were they? Paul looks at things different in the letter to the Ephesians. He opens it by saying, Paul, to the saints who are in Ephesus. Paul's addressing the entire church. Paul and the early Puritans and pilgrims and Reformation people understood that saints was a term for everybody, everybody who was baptized. Saints were people who, being baptized and being brought up in the love and word of Christ and teachings, were to live good lives, not special lives, but simply good lives. So the lesson from All Saints Day is, in one sense, it's All Souls Day. It's you and me. It's not just them. It's you and I. Baptism is the mark of someone who begins that process of becoming a saint. And I want to think about that because we often think about baptism as just something we do. Naming a child, welcoming a child. And that's good enough, but baptism is the mark of the beginning of a religious journey. And I'm not admonishing anybody here. I haven't got too much of the prophet Micah in me, but I've got enough to say that all of us who have children baptized have that responsibility to raise children up to understand what religion is about to what it is to have a spiritual life, what it is to love their neighbor as themselves, what it is to be compassionate and caring, and to live those simple good truths in life. Those are the things that make us all saints, things we need to remind ourselves about from time to time. Saints are also those people who we do remember on this Sunday. It's more of a Anglican and Episcopal holiday than it would be a Puritan day. Saints are those who have taught us and inspired us. Saints are those quiet people who, though not in stained glass, have somehow touched our lives and changed us for the better. Saints are those who gave us our education in spiritual things and helped us on the way. I want to conclude today with a poem by Robert Frost, which speaks to this end of year and season, but also to All Saints and All Souls Day. The poem is entitled, In a Disused Graveyard. It begins with the very strange use of that word, in a disused graveyard. Not an old graveyard, not an unused graveyard, But he uses this word disused. In other words, a place that was once used, but is used no more. This makes us think perhaps of some burial spots high up in the woods out of town or in small towns where populations have moved away and they are no longer there. And so the graveyard once used and open to all is now disused because no one lives there nearby anymore, families grown up and moved on. I'm reading this to you of course today from the meeting house surrounded by a graveyard still used to some extent and one in fact that contains the grave of Robert Frost in a disused graveyard. The living come with grassy tread to read the gravestones on the hill The graveyard draws the living still, but never any more the dead. The verses in it say and say, The ones who living come today to read the stones and go away, Tomorrow dead will come to stay. So sure of death the marbles rhyme, Yet can't help marking all the time how no one dead will seem to come. What is it men are shrinking from? It would be easy to be clever and tell the stones men hate to die and have stopped dying now forever. I think they would believe the lie. Very curious poem, one that you can take in many directions and one that I'll include as a addendum on our website so you can take a look at it yourself and ponder what that might mean. Does it mean our society this day is so afraid of death that we just kind of pass it by? Does it mean that the stones that once spoke that as they are so we all will be? are telling us something more. I go out into some of these stones and I see something different from what Frost is telling us here. And I'll take this time to perhaps disagree and take it in another direction. Most of those stones outside this meeting house talk about death, but they also talk about rising to new life. And perhaps that's what it is that we don't deal with so much anymore. A sense that in our doctrine, the dead rise again. Now that's a very old-fashioned and hard thing for me to say. Not something that makes me very popular in a modern world. To say that when I speak of saints and souls and death, i'm speaking of events that happen in our life but i'm also speaking of a life beyond of which i know almost which i know nothing except what christ has promised my faith is that there is such a life that i know nothing about but i am willing to live my life and tell others about a way to live such that this life will be open to them. It's what we say in secular terms, a hard sell in this day and age. Far easier to be like those who no longer live, visit the graveyard and just live life and take these 60, 70, 80, 20, 30, 40 years, however many, as what we have, and so to enjoy it, to make the most of it. What is it to live a life where there is more life? And to gain that life is to follow a creed, a way of living, a caring and love for one another that Christ has taught us. These are some thoughts on All Saints and All Souls Day. Those saints who were in the stained glass windows, who did do great brave and spectacular things, they believed in that. That's how they were able to live and die and accomplish miracles. And those saints who are alongside us who are baptized and not so much profess but live a life of kindness and service, of humility, looking out for others as much as they look out for themselves. They too are saints that have gained this life. I would like to count myself and I would hope you would count yourself among those, that our baptism is not enough to save us, that's a mere outward act, but it is our living our faith day to day that gains for us a life that has no end, a life that for those we remember this day, friends and family, people near and far, heroes, and nameless common folk. All those saints this day we honor. Amen. Our hymn is O Day of Peace. First Church here in Bennington, Vermont. It is the service that we're celebrating the first Sunday in the month of November 2020. It's usually, as I've mentioned, our Communion Sunday. We are still in a virtual service mode, and I can only say to keep yourself abreast of the changes that may come in the next few months in terms of where we stand in our ability to have the church open for everybody. We'll let you know as time goes on. And I think church members will be receiving a newsletter and perhaps we'll post the same on our website uh, to let people know more details. The deacons met last week and we had some discussion about getting word out to everybody, so that will be done. Those are all the announcements I have for today. I wanna thank Jean Marie Callahan and also Nancy Andrews. Jean Marie Callahan, our organist. Nancy Andrews, who prepares the order of service and takes care of innumerable details. And let you know that if you wish uh, to participate in this offering this morning, you can send something by mail to the church office, the address being the First Congregational Church, One Monument Circle, Old Beddington, Vermont 05201, and that will be appreciated. Our morning offering for the work of the church will now be received. thee but thine own, whate'er the gift may be, all that we have is thine alone, a trust, O Lord, from thee. Let us pray. Dear God, be with us this day as we remember those who have died and live in you. Guide us ourselves to a spot of remembrance, to a place where we can see eternity and ourselves, where we can face questions, where we can act honestly and learn of you. Be with all those who have taught us and loved us and helped us. Be with those who have sacrificed, giving even their lives for their beliefs, for your word, and for the life of the Spirit. We pray for those who have died, even in recent days. Your love is strong, O Lord, and your mercy is great. And so we rest in you. We trust in your word. We hope in your salvation. For those this day who are ill, comfort, help. Be with all of us as we move forward. Be with our nation and our states. Help us in our civic life to discern wisely, enable us to grow together always as a united community, loving one another and seeing in others a reflection of our never separating too far or giving in to discouragement. Be with our families and help us to come through these days which seem dark, which seem difficult. Help those who need work. Help those who are in or out of school. Help our families as we go through difficult times. Finally, O Lord, bless this church, this community, your church throughout the world. Bless all nations with a hunger for peace and understanding. Now in silence we make our prayer to you. and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our final hymn is Day is Done. may God bless us and keep us. May God's face shine upon us and give us peace this day and evermore. Amen. Thank you for listening. Be of good cheer and live your faith in the week ahead. Check again next week for another service. Permission to podcast and stream this service and the service music in it is granted under license number 3009679 from CCLI, with all other creative rights reserved.